I'm Daniel, and my pronouns are he and him. And I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And, and this, this is Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95, and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses, too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to WarbyPorkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Wait, wait, wait. Warby Porker? That's a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them them that link one more time. Oh, sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Let's bring on our guest. (laughs) Let's not waste any more time. What is this? Uh, so joining us today is the host of the Tony Show, Tony Soto Show and the Gay Power Half Hour, Tony Soto. How are you, I'm Tony? I'm back. I'm back. How are you, are we, Tony? Oh, well, you know, I am just always chasing down youth and it is always <laughs> evading me. So uh, I'm a little cracked out because I, I went a little hard last night. It's my birthday weekend. So, Yes. Uh, so by the time you hear this, my birthday was yesterday, and it was fun. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Oh, how, it isn't. It how isn't. Are I'm, you... be, I'm, I'm 40, for Christ's sake. I'm 40. Right? All right? So it's, there's nothing cute about it. <laughs> but you're 40, tall, thin, and have a full head of hair. Well, you know, when you put it like that. Right? I'm blessed. <laughs> See? And the Botox and fillers are working. Well, see, and this is where I'm going with, and and, and I would like to even say this on your platform, if you are going to ask people what they want for their birthdays, and then they tell you what they want, don't roll your eyes at them or make jokes, because everyone's been like, Tony, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I want money for fillers and Botox. And everyone rolls their eyes. I'm like, so what do you, what what do I want? A fucking vacuum or something? What does a 40 year old gay man get? Like, you know, fillers uh, and Botox. Exactly. Right? Um, I mean, it's investing in the brand. I would guess that people roll their eyes because it's not so much as a birthday gift, like so much of a birthday gift if it's what you ask for all the time. (laughs) 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 
Shut up. <laughs> but I think here, though, I, uh, Tony, I understand you. I'm on your side because you. I believe that, like, you're not, you know, you're not asking, like, on any old Wednesday, like, hey, give me, like, I mean, I think a birthday gift should be about $100. But anyway. I you agree. Know, yeah, right? Because, like, I don't know how many CCs that gets you, but whatever. So basically, like, it's not like you're asking, you know, somebody on a random Wednesday, hey, you know, it'd be great if you gave me $100. This is well, it's, exactly. It's a specific see, question. Yes. And, like, just get Tony what he wants. Or and I hope also, they got him what he wanted. Exactly. And also, it's like, look. It's not like I can't afford my own Botox and fillers. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. This is just the time of year where I shouldn't have to yeah. see. It's your but day. I've never, but I've never really been like. Honestly, it's 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 interesting when it comes to birthdays. Like, um, like I, I, people don't like. I'm not really into like huge birthday things. Like, I haven't really gotten a birthday gift. I wouldn't say in, in quite a while. So, but I'm also a terrible gift giver. Are you guys good at gift giving? Daniel's better than I am. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty good gift giver. Um, I um, I don't know. Like I, I kind of take mental notes on people in general. Oh, so see that I don't do. You know, um, I, you know, so I kind of have an idea. Um, but when in doubt, a gift card is great. That's I'm, you know. I, yeah, I agree. I just like it's it's the it's the personal thought into it that mm-hmm. I'm bad at. Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't think about me, not you. What do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas when people are giving me presents, most of the time I'm just like, can I get an Amazon gift card? Because I'm that picky. Oh, you're finicky about uh, your gift. I am really picky because I've gotten some nonsense in the past. Where... So what's a nonsense gift? What's a nonsense gift? Oh, God, drugstore cologne. <laughs> like, you have no idea how much of it I've gotten. And it goes straight <laughs> in the garbage. Hey, one year uh, for Christmas, my mother wrapped a bottle of Listerine in the shape of the bottle of Listerine and gave it to me for Christmas. Wow. Insulting, so. but useful. <laughs> I mean, uh, especially since like that whole time I was just like, I want money. I want money for Christmas. So, you know. Was it, was it at least green Listerine? Was it close? You know, I asked for the I asked for the gift receipt. I don't really know. She I ruined that Christmas. Stop it. You asked for a gift no, receipt I, for Listerine, Tony. I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted whatever she fucking spent at Walmart. I was like, this is bullshit. You are terrible. I hate Christmas. Yeah. But I was wow. a pain in the ass for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Uh I was gonna ask, well, let's we didn't ask you what your pronouns are, so let's go there first iconic and iconic uh no i don't know i'm i'm a whatever you want to call me baby i don't i don't uh pronouns are not important to me personally as an opinion because mm-hmm. i because i'm i always use like here's the thing no one is safe everyone is girl with me so like uh. everyone everything is girls we have you know and so it's like um i i'm just like i don't care if you call me a he or a she just make sure that you fucking write the name correctly on the check mm. that's that's great yes mm-hmm. yeah whatever you want to call me is fine but just make sure you write t-o-n-y-s-o-t-o on that check <laughs> that's <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh ladies oh shit i'm like oh, sorry i just like fell into my wall oh, Every, oh. we are we are doing very well today i have to tell you <laughs> i love coming on the grizzly kiki because uh even when we aren't on we are on girl <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, uh, this me- this episode is going to be the hodgepodgiest of of episodes that we've ever done. 
um, well, since it's hodgepodgey, real quick, have you watched Real Housewives of Potomac? Because <laughs> that is my no. new thing. So I uh, have. Oh, you have. I watched it with. I watched one episode without you, and I couldn't mm. get past the elitism. Well, oh, girl, <laughs> the, listen, they are ooh, like I, you know, it makes you. It, it just, you know, it's like, it's a thing that I always live by. It's like when I was raised, my dad raised me to want white privilege and to enjoy my white privilege. Like these girls are happy that they're in a better place mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> they don't want to go back to Baltimore. You know what I mean? But, uh, right. but I heard that, it, I heard that it wasn't supposed to be a Real Housewives uh, uh, show at the beginning. So the first season is kind of weird, but. Hmm. Oh, it's like with Miami. I don't think Miami was supposed to be a no. A it was yeah. franchise either. Although I do miss it. I have to be honest. Do you? I, I, I'm not. I'm not seeing Miami, but I heard that was the most uh, extra. Oh, messy, 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 messy. But fun. <laughs> Like, it was a good time. Anyway. I miss it a little bit. They had, they were the. Um, I don't know if they've done this for any of the other franchises, but they had a live <coughs> reunion instead of having like a pre-taped one. They just See, did sort of watch what happens live with the ladies in the clubhouse. I like that very much. And honestly, if you would have told me that I would be talking about Real Housewives, like I actually enjoyed it, even a year ago. I would have told you you were fucking crazy. And I blame Maxwell Esposito and stupid Shea Coulee for all that <laughs> shit. They really are a good time. My the, the one that, I guess my favorite is Atlanta, but the one that like has my heart is New Jersey. Because I feel, uh, I feel connected to those women, even though I don't know any of them. And I know they're all incredibly racist and Republican. Republican. They all voted for Trump. Like Andy Cohen confirmed that. But for some reason, when they fight, I'm like, ooh, I, tag me in. Like, it's just <laughs> something about being from New Jersey. I just, I want, I want to back them up. But and aren't they all the poorest? I mean, Teresa Judice is like in the hole, isn't she? I would guess that that's probably accurate. Yeah, um, I don't know I if thought. Salt Lake City is going to give them a run for their money, but uh, those Mormons. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: as long as it's a good mixture of Mormons and fucking secular people, and uh, they hate each other, I'm fine. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be great. So, oh. you're, so you're currently watching Potomac. Are you? Where? Are, where? What other ones are you watching? Okay, so um, I had a cable uh, password hookup for a while, so I was able to keep current. So I have not watched any of the new Atlanta, but I hear it is sickening. Oh, it's Um, It's okay. um, I'm caught up with, I love New York. Uh, I'm in the middle of Beverly Hills right now. I'm like on season five, I think, of Beverly Hills. But I need a break from uh, old money. Old money is boring to me. I think we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. where I just, like, like, I don't, if you didn't have to work for it, uh, then you don't really appreciate it, and you, you're not—you don't buy ridiculous things. And I want to see. It's just like <laughs> what's her face from uh, Tinsley from New York. Like, yes, I'm the worst. Like when she was like, "Well, my inheritance was like reduced," or like my my um, what the fuck do you call that? Her uh, her eh, her allowance was reduced after she oh. was like went to prison. After the incident in, <laughs> well, I don't remember her talking in, about in that. Palm Beach. Yeah, but then, yeah. but but like after she came back to New York and like reestablished herself, well, then you know the allowance got like set back to normal. Like, oh my god! And you yeah, live in a I, fucking hotel. I, yeah, I can't. I, don't get it. I can't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand you. Like I was on public aid once. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you do, you rich fuckers. <sighs> they exist. They're ridiculous oh. in New York, but it's so it's so fun how they can start a fight out of nothing and just make you so angry and like 
one episode you're on you're fully on one side and then the next episode you're like oh she was right oh mm-hmm. and then oh my but God. it's about nothing that was my uh, a roller coaster with Potomac with Katie on season one. Like I hated Katie, and then I loved Katie by the end of it. And then she didn't come for season two. I was so irritated. Mm. Was she the one who sat in the wrong seat? I only watched the first episode. No, that was, was Giselle. That was Giselle. Oh, you told me about this wrong seat thing. I think because Giselle we were... and Karen. Yeah, because Karen was like the etiquette is this is my party right so i should be in the middle and i'm like here's the thing i don't want to hear some uh shit about etiquette for people who can't spell it <laughs> did they have place cards no, no. they were oh. at like a bar well then if they didn't have place cards <laughs> then etiquette goes out the window it's so crazy see the reason atlanta's my favorite is because i feel like if you turn the cameras off every single one of those women would be exactly the same yeah it's the one 100%. city where i believe that one hundred percent. But they all live in LA, which is irritating. Do they really? Yeah, that's what. Um, like, well, maybe not all of them. I know a good number of them. Like, just like go out to Atlanta to film. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah. know that. Interesting. I know that. Well, I. Anyway, I'm in love. <laughs> I mean, I also Atlanta, Atlanta has me like hooked this season. Yeah. Like, wait, are you up? Are you up to date? On, sorry, not to extend the conversation, but are you up to date on Atlanta? He hasn't watched any of. He just no, said. I haven't watched any of <laughs> oh. it. Yet. No, I haven't watched, but but I do know that uh, Nini was like suspended for the first two episodes because uh, Kenya's back and she was talking mad shit on TV. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't, we didn't know she was suspended. We just thought she was okay. missing in action. No, because last season she assaulted a camera person because they tried to right. go in her closet. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she got suspended for ripping his clothes. I yeah, know. I remember. Ooh. And I feel like we still haven't really like covered that why she went so ballistic I don't, I don't about that. I think it had anything to do with the closet. You know, to be honest with you, I think I, that she I, was already like well, pushed. To also, her because it, they were in a like that that whole episode was so odd because they were all having a good time, mm-hmm. but like Candy was like, "I want to go in your closet because you always talk about your closet," and she's like, "Yeah, but my closet isn't clean right now." And I understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we like you have the run of my entire house. I'm asking you not to go into one fucking room, and you're going to go into a room. So I don't know. But I if I'm, I my, like Nene. My thing is, if Shay if Shay came over to your house, right, and was like, "Hey, I want to look in your closet," because you always talk all this shit about your closet. Yeah, you yeah. would probably, as you saw her walking toward the closet with the camera crew behind her, you'd <coughs> get up and block her entrance and be like, "Seriously, please don't do this to me right now." Like. Yeah. Yeah. Make eye contact. Nini did none of that. She waited until they were in there because uh, what's her face? Candy was in there and then Portia followed her. And that when yeah. Portia did it, that's when she was like, oh, no, get out. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, but like, you know, where's the Nini. footage? Where's the footage? Show us the footage. Oh, OK, I want to see that messy uh, closet. Um, oh, my God. We should just do Real Housewives podcast from now on. Like, just quit everything closet. we do. <laughs> And we'll just do Real Housewives podcast forever. You know that when we started, we were we were recapping Drag Race, and was it Atlanta at the time? Do you remember? No, we weren't. No, we didn't even start doing Drag Race and Housewives at the same time. We started out with uh, New York. Oh, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, and that was it for a while. It was Drag Race and uh, Housewives of New mm-hmm. York. And we got bored of recapping New York because there was nothing to talk about. Um, yeah, and now look, we're bored of recapping uh, Drag Race, too. So, isn't full funny? circle. Isn't it full funny? Full circle. <laughs> um, well, one of the shows that we're excited to be recapping is The Masked Singer. Um, have you yes. watched any of this? 
You know, I'm going to tell you, I've watched maybe a second of it at the most. I I just don't like to watch a bunch of people yelling speculations, you know? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know who it is. Oh, do you think it's this? I'm just like, uh, just take the fucking mask off and, <laughs> and we'll see. Have you seen when they make them take the mask off how uncomfortable that moment is? Yes, because well, I was trying to think like there's this uh, who was was it wasn't Patty LaBelle was it Patty LaBelle no it, it Patty was, LaBelle was, was unmasked on the last episode yeah yes like yeah. and 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 honestly I'm just like thinking first a uh, her poor hair was a mess being in that hat and she's a goddamn icon you know but like I I don't know it's just something about like I know that this is a TV show that was in another country. I just don't know why it needed to come to this one. You know? <laughs> well, you know. This, do you guys do you guys really like it? We love it, but we recognize it as stupid. It, it is, is so stupid. stupid. Fully stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, I think if the judges, if they spent less time with the judges, it would be a yeah. little... Because, like, they, it's just, like, stop talking. Like, yeah. either... Isn't that also Jenny McCarthy? Oh, my God. She's the worst one. Because like, she knows nothing. get the nothing. fuck out of here. She knows like, absolutely nothing. I'm like, pop culture guru of what? I had to put like, her. Up, I had to put up with her on the View for way too long. Oh my god! I was like, yeah, I was like, girl, go back to singled out, you know. And I know that was a long, long <laughs> time ago, but bitch, you haven't really excelled from that. And you think vaccines cause autism? So I really can't with you. Oh, uh, is she an anti-vaxer? Um, she is. I forgot yeah. about that. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- I, it hurts that the judging panel, like the most qualified, are Robin Thicke and Nicole Scherzinger. Like. <laughs> Really? Because who's the? Because who's the other guy? Ken John? The guy from <laughs> Doctor Ken. But listen, who else is going to do it? I mean, these are no, second, right. you know, second string. Nick Cannon, singers. right? Was was Nick Cannon not available? He's the he's, host. He's the host. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I thought I was making a joke. I thought I was making <laughs> no, a joke. He's the host, and it, he's. I I have to give it to him. He's very entertaining because he, you know, has a fun spangly outfit every episode. Maybe a turban or five. It's it's a very interesting show. In that he respect. likes those old lady turbans, mm-hmm. doesn't he? he he's really trying does. to make he's trying to make Auntie Nettie's like turban thing work, and it's yeah. like I don't know. The first time he wore it, I think I saw him wear it on uh, an interview show. And I thought for sure it was going to be a joke they addressed. Oh, but so no. this is a thing. He sat there through that whole interview with that old lady thing on his head and said nothing about it. <laughs> I was shocked. He brought I his mama shocked. to the interview. Oh, my God. I was shocked. That's terrible. <laughs> So what is it about this show? Like, what am I missing? Tell me what I'm missing. I, well, like, um, I think that it's it's really fun to look at the costumes and also like just try and on, on our end anyway talk about or uh, try and figure out who it is because like I'll look up the clues. Robert will look up clips of who he thinks it is, and we compare them just for our own fun you yeah. know the, the judges are like the worst part and i wish they would just be silent because they don't contribute to like anything no um yeah but i just i really think it's 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 a fun concept and i mean and honestly the costumes are really a lot of fun to look at for me have you ever recognized someone from the very second like has there ever been someone that you were just like i know who this is. oh patty labelle yeah i mean it oh. was patty labelle on this season and gladys knight mm-hmm. on last season was super obvious margaret cho was mm-hmm. super obvious last season now um, are they not are they they're not they don't necessarily have to be singers right no it's no. just celebrities so okay. you know. is margaret cho a singer no she's she has sung 
but I don't think yeah. she's a singer. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, no, I yeah. I remember uh, I remember actually being at an open mic or uh, was it open mic or just like a regular comedy show in Los Angeles in Silver Lake, and uh, Margaret Cho uh, did a drop in. Uh huh. And uh, she did maybe a minute of jokes, and then she's like, "And now my band." Mm-hmm. And we sat there and we watched, and I mean, yeah, it's something. It's like, okay, well, there's Margaret Cho. She's performing live at this fucking random comedy show in the back of a, a barber shop. However, I'm not here to see your fucking band. Yeah. I'm here to see some comedy. So, um, but there's, yeah. Uh, there's a comedy special that she has where the last 10 minutes is her singing. And I was so disappointed. Like the jokes were funny before that, but I was mad that you ended with your singing. Cause like, yeah, good for it's you like that when, you found like some joy in singing, but it's not, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you watch soap operas and you know that the actors also have singing ambitions because they're like, I want to sing on the show. It's like, no, I need you to sing on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't need that on a soap opera. We need your kidnapped. You don't need to be breaking out in the song. I would say, so if you're looking to see if the show is right for you, I would say watch the, um, so last season, Gladys Knight performed Chandelier by Sia, and she was dressed up as a bumblebee. But it's just, they did this like, like, um, like very scary sort of, um, oh my God, what is that movie with the dance, the dancers and the, the teachers are witches? Suspiria. Suspiria. Thank mm-hmm. you. It was like a very Suspiria, like mirror, like mirror within oh, a they, mirror where type thing. they were thing. holding the, like, they were like honeycomb mirrors and they were like going yes. around her. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. It was really creepy, but very dramatic and perfect. And Gladys Knight's voice suited the song perfectly. There was just like something that's what got me interested. And that's why we watched the show because mm-hmm. i was like daniel look at this and nice you know the drag of it all the yes drag yes all. absolutely you. yes the camp the camp of it all Ooh, it's right. camp right okay I'm so if that. if you if that if that interests you at all then the show might be good for you they're not all that good like sometimes you know, it's, it's crazy it's that i never thought to look at it from the costume perspective yeah. i mean that's uh because i guess they are super intricate huh mm-hmm. yes and I think you think isn't it that they like they work with the person or something? Do famous people do like, famous people design the costumes? I or think something? I think like, they, they kind of like pick who they might want to be. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, it, like they mention it very briefly, like oh, she picked this and that, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. because the show is so fluffy, there is a lot of time for being like, oh, here's the designer of this buffer- butterfly mm-hmm. costume. Like it's just see, that's that's that. my thing. It's like it just <laughs> seems like it's a lot of fucking filler because after they sing and everyone guesses, that's pretty much the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. everything else is just added bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, but it's a good time. I don't know. Is I that, is I that recognize ABC? Uh, Fox. Fox. Yeah. Fox. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it just it. it's it's really really dumb, but it's it's enjoyable for us for some reason. I'm um, such a slave to ABC programming that I haven't really like ventured out to Fox in a long time, so I'm not really sure what they have going on over there. Yeah, we uh, we gave up on them. Was it Scream Queens? Was the last thing we watched on that channel? Ooh, I think so. Scream was it? Was Scream on there? The no, no, Scream was on MTV. Oh. No, no, no. Let's not talk um, about that. I like Scream Queens though. It's coming back. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, oh, God. I mean, they can't all be winners. But uh, wait, did you guys see Knives Out? 
Not yet. No. We were Run just talking about it. Run to the theater and see it. I mean, it's a little long, but very good movie. I saw it last night. So just, um, I love, I love talking to you guys. We just hang, we just uh, <laughs> catch up on every little thing out of nowhere. Sorry, I keep pulling things out of my brain. No, you're I fine. Too much Molly last night. Oh, I took too many drugs last night. Um, let's take a break, and then when I we come that. back, it's episode 420 so it's obviously the 420 episode so that's what we're gonna that's why i'm here <laughs> now ding, ding, i ding. get it <laughs> ding 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 so stick around we'll be right back oh hi it's me robert and i have a question do you shop on amazon if so you can be a supporter of our show just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the amazon button in our menu Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And like I said before the break, it's our 420th episode. So naturally. God, wait. How long is that, ladies? Like, 420 episodes. How long have y'all been doing this? Since April of 2014. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that Wait, was so I'm long trying. ago. Wait, so how many years is that? I'm, I'm terrible. Wait. Five. Five, five, five and, a, and a little over a half. Five and three quarters. Oh, so, so we didn't we didn't start too far away from each other. Because the Tony Soto just had six years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think and you'd been actually, around for like a year or maybe a little less than a year when we started. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. God! You got you just you just started out better than me, didn't you? Oh, oh no! Your show, no. your show started. I uh, I think so. I mean, I feel I feel like, and I and I say this all the time. That I love the Grizzly Kiki so much because I feel like you have brought me so many new listeners <laughs> that I just hope that I'm doing the same for you in a way because everyone who comes uh, just be like, oh we heard you on Grizzly Kiki and I'm like god I owe my career to them <laughs> oh I highly doubt that but thank you well if you came from well it's the... not a great career so don't <laughs> fucking get too big headed <laughs> if you came if you came over from the Tony Soto show to listen to our show um, drop a like one of those puff like puff of smoke emojis mm-hmm. uh, yes. either in, on Twitter or on Instagram mm-hmm. um, yes. That'll be you a know, fun I, game. It's so funny. I, I got, I'm having the worst case of deja vu. Did we not talk about weed the last time that I did this show? Um, I feel like we talk about weed every time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just recently applied for a job uh, uh, around weed. Um, oh. So you know how they have news stories or whatnot? That it's like, uh, just like new study out. They want to pay you money to do this, to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I heard this news story and it was like... Um, uh, weed organization looking for people uh, to smoke weed for money. And I was like, that sounds great. So I followed up and it, <laughs> wow. it was basically like they pay you $3,000 a month and send you a package of marijuana products every month. And then you blog about it or talk about it. And I was like, I applied for it. I'm like, this is, this is what I need. This is what I need in my life. Like I've always wanted, like, I want to work around weed. I want to be sponsored by fucking uh, weed uh company like i just love weed you know so it's like we'll see if they hit me up sounds amazing that's because it was also like what's your uh social media stat like how many and i'm actually Uh... quitting facebook soon like i'm quitting facebook soon and i'm thinking about actually paying someone to curate my instagram 
-hmm. So that way I can like, Mm -hmm. so that way I can like get off of social media. I think I'm done with social media. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that's just kind of where I'm, where I'm going to become an influencer, Tony. (laughs) Well, I'm already a micro influencer. I don't know if you know. know I'm a micro doser. (laughs) <laughs> I need to do more micro dosing. Not just taking the whole pill, you know, <laughs> girl. Uh, um, but did something but yeah, happen we, that that inspired you get to get off social media, or is it just you know? Um, you know, I think like what it is uh, is the cult mentality and the idea that whenever I tell people I want to get off of social media, like they're dead eyes, and then they're like cult like what are you going to do? It's for your brand. And I'm just like, first of all, Facebook was not around for very long and people had successful careers up until then. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think we are way too connected. I don't need to know what everyone is doing every single fucking time of the day. Um, quite frankly. And like, there's a good chance that uh, you're living a lie on social media anyway. Right. So I, I'm just like done with the whole idea. You know, it's like, and it's so funny because, you know, Maxwell's always like, well, you know, uh, what's it going to be replaced with? I was like, what does it have to be replaced with? Why does it have to be replaced with anything? Why can't we just go back to writing letters? <laughs> you know? <laughs> have I mean, some, have some fucking time in between correspondence. I don't need to know we were fucking instant reaction. Yeah, build some suspense. Um, yeah. I like don't. Dick pics. Yes. Yes. I don't um, need a dick pic. Just surprise me with your dick when you get to my house. Well, I don't care how big it is. I don't care. Well, I'm not a size queen. I'm an ass girl. So uh, I much prefer butts than dicks. So I don't care what your dick looks like. Not uh, what I'm going to be focusing on. Well, <laughs> I when I talk about social media, I don't include Facebook because I don't include, I don't think Facebook brings joy to anyone, honestly. No. Um, but uh, cool. I enjoy, so lately I have just been like, looking for dick on both Twitter and Instagram. Because on the occasion that somebody like, like there was someone that we follow who posted a video of him just like jerking off and coming. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. On I'm Instagram. saving this. Like, yeah. so on Instagram? Yeah. on Instagram and he regularly oh, gets, uh, his account gets shut down and then it comes back. Mm-hmm. And like, so one of my favorite things to do is open Instagram and be like, is he back? Because his, mm-hmm. um, like his emoji is like first in the stories at yeah. the top of our, in- and we have a share, we have shared accounts on both. So, mm-hmm. Huh. If, a real hero. He's if, a real hero, that one. <laughs> right. So I love the little bookmark function. Yeah. That's a great function. That's a good time. Instagram. So Oh my um, god, there's so much about Instagram I don't fucking know. What the hell is a bookmark option? I don't know what that it's is. The little, I, like, the little like like bookmark looking symbol at the bottom of each post. There's like the heart on the left and there's a little like flag uh, on the right. So if you flag that, it goes to like you're saved. In your Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. Like your little, your little whore book. Where yeah. you're just going, mm-hmm. little, your little spank bank, mm-hmm. if you will. Exactly. Gotcha. Absolutely. I just, gotcha. I love the like cinema verite element of the porn that's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, see, Twitter's going to be the hardest thing for me to get rid of. Because yeah. like, I really like Twitter. I, I, uh, I only have 937 followers on Twitter. So it's not like I'm excelling at it by any means. But like Twitter has never try to be anything other than what it is and that's like a bully pulpit where we can all scream our opinions (laughs) into oblivion you know and i like that right whereas like facebook disguised itself as 
oh, we're keeping family and friends together, when really it's just keeping you abreast of how racist your fucking aunt is back home. Right, which is wild because Facebook, well, Facebook originally was supposed to be an online, um, what is this just called? Just recall it. Like, like it came from Facebook. Yeah, like, you, like the you had to have an when you register. Like it was like an online yearbook. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you but had you to have an when, EDU email to get it. Yeah, but do you remember when you'd like register for your classes or you go for orientation? Like you, I mean, at least in my like small like honors group or whatever, we got a like a photocopied packet with like everybody's faces their names and what their majors were and they called it the facebook because it's just like Uh, so you you know so that like you can just know who everybody is basically so i don't think that humble brag didn't go unnoticed when you talked about being in an honors class you fucking bitch Daniel Daniel was so smart he went to school for free. Yeah. Well I got I got paid to go to school. And I'm over here and I'm over here struggling to pay mine back when I'm not even using it. I still think about that sometimes. (laughs) And I'm like, I yeah, because I had scholarships and stuff from all over the place that I'd applied for, but I got a free ride. So I kept all of my scholarship money. So I was making a you know, a double digit salary going to I didn't know you were I didn't know you were so smart. (laughs) I've gotten dumber over the years, that's why. See, and honey, this is why I don't even think about paying back my student loans because I'm like, I never said I was good for it. I was 18 and had a drug problem. Don't fucking give me money. That was silly. That was silly on your part. That was silly on your part. Wow. Uh, that's a weed head right there. That's someone who's been smoking weed since he was 12. There you I was go. not raised right. Humble brag. <laughs> so is that, that's your first time, first time smoking weed was at 12? 12 years old, yeah. I uh, was in the bedroom of a boy who will remain nameless, but like he, it was also one of the first boys that I ever like fucked around with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember he like, would hide his weed up in his drop ceiling. And so like, I just remember like after blowing him, after blowing him once, (laughs) he got up and he reached up and pulled out this fucking brown, like this bag of like brown shitty seedy weed. And uh, as soon as I hit that, I was like, Oh, I like this better than I like that boy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I want to say if I remember correctly, my first time was at a party in like, High school, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was very um, like '90s rom-com situation, uh, and I ate a salad out of a Dorito bag after. <laughs> oh, and there was there was a um, there was a hookah that we were smoking out of, and my straw fell out because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I was the nerd. I was the Drew Barrymore character. No. You were like, oh, you were the one who's like, yeah, I can handle this. <laughs> and then you like choke everywhere. My favorite was the kid who uh, overdid it with booze and alcohol and then threw up. That was one of my favorite guys who was like, oh, I can handle my shit. And it's like, well, can you? Oh, my favorite was the one who overdid it with booze and alcohol and ended up having to drop out of school. Too who was dark. that? <laughs> Too dark. <laughs> wow, was Robert. that you? Was no, that you, no. Robert? <laughs> I was always like, well, damn, like whenever it would happen, because it happened a lot after really freshman first semester of freshman year. It was like, you know, there were so many people that I was like, we're going to be friends forever. And they were like, 
I was like, I'll help you pack your car, whatever. And they were leaving. It was sad. Wow. Uh, um, <laughs> so my first time was actually we we went to a friend's house in Williamsburg, and they were having like a rooftop summer party. <coughs> and they were like, I can't remember who had it. It was like, let's smoke. And I was like, that sounds like fun, but I don't want to fall asleep. That was like my only thing was that I'm like, oh, right. I'm going to fall asleep because I don't. This I was don't. with me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, my God. How long ago was that? Oh, God. Years ago when our friend twerked on the. um on the, the You're talking about pipe. Thorgy. Yeah. Yeah. Thorgy Thorgy was twerking on an exhaust pipe. You can say pipe his name. And no one's gonna had, yell at you. Not an exhaust pipe. Whatever whatever. We all know that you like love a, Thorgy. A I running. actually don't, but anyway. Um <laughs> so yeah, because I, I don't I don't necessarily like losing total control. Like I like being present. Oh, on Madison. Yeah. Madison Lee. Thank you. There we okay. go. Yes. So yep. it was really fun. Um, we smoked a little bit and I was like, okay, good. I'm not sleepy. I'm hungry. And I just wanted to like walk down the street because everything felt like, I don't know, bouncy. And did it not make you horny? Oh, well, I'm horny. Weed. I'm horny all the time, and pot makes it even worse. In fact, like uh, when when we got home, I was like, Robert, we're stoned. Let's do stuff. Come on. I want to know what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but I'm kind of like, hey, like we just had you know a new seltzer. Let's do stuff and see what it feels like. I mean, it's that ridiculous. Where I'm like, see, that's that's kind of when I like realized that like weed wasn't like. It, it's the same as uh, when you start smoking cigarettes. Like when you start smoking cigarettes, you get the head buzz, right? And so you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, I love this head buzz. I love this head buzz. You know, but weed, it was two things you got. You got stoned, but I also got super horny. Mm-hmm. But like with, like with cigarettes, when the head buzz wore off, oh, I was addicted to cigarettes. And like with weed, when I stopped getting horny after smoking, then I was just a habitual weed smoker. It's <laughs> like once mm-hmm. weed stopped making me horny, I was like, oh. Well, that's something I'm going to miss about it. Because I used to get fucking turned on. It was crazy. Oh, wow. That happens. I mean, I lately, I just wait until the first not funny thing is said. And I find it hysterical. And I'm like, oh, good to know. I'm officially high. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and and I, I mean, that's what I, I guess, chase after at this point. But I don't know. Um, yeah, Chase one the dragon. <laughs> the, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say for heroin, right? I like, know. You're, you're always, oh my you're always chasing a dragon. I mean, when I did heroin, I understood. I mean, I was like, God, I, this is it was good. It was good. I'm glad I never put it in my veins. I'm glad I only snorted it because I could see how people would get addicted. <laughs> yeah, the um, there was a guy that I met freshman year of college, and he um. He used to talk all the time about somebody injecting heroin into his foot and how it was amazing. And I was like, part of me wants to ask for more information, but I'm scared. So I'm going to go back to my room. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you have to put it in your foot somewhere that you need to hide, then it's it's not right that you're doing it, no matter how good it is. (laughs) No matter how good it is, if you have to put it in between your toes, you have a problem. So... We yeah. made makes you and Daniel horny. It, it, would you say that your favorite activity is uh, to do while stoned is is have sex? No. Well, it, it doesn't make well, me horny anymore. That was years ago. Like it, the, the horniness has stopped. I mean, at this point, I just smoke weed every day, all day. So I mean, I've 
I've been up since, oh my God, I've been up since 10 o'clock this morning and I think I've, I've already smoked two or three joints. Wow. And now, and now I'm smoking a bowl. So <laughs> what's your favorite activity to do while stoned live? I love smoking. Well, see, the thing is, I just like to, I think it's because I'm, I'm just the, the trashiest, uh, uh, Midwesterner ever. I like to breathe in smoke. Like I like the feeling of breathing in smoke. <laughs> And I'm trying not to smoke so many cigarettes, mm-hmm. and so I just make up for it with weed because oh I'm a genius. Because you know what? I didn't uh, have an honors program, and I had to pay for school. You know what's so weird is so I quit smoking cigarettes right after I graduated from college because I used to steal them from the bookstore. And so when I had to pay for them myself, I was like, well, this is over. Um, (laughs) And so occasionally, like I would have a cigarette if we were at a club or something and if I was having a drink. But then eventually it just sort of ended. And it's been like five years, I'd say. Um, (coughs) So... But recently, if I'm walking behind someone who's smoking a cigarette, I'm just like, oh, I want to follow you to wherever you're going. Like, oh my goodness. How long has it been since you quit? It's probably been about five years since I've had a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly, I, it's something I'm always fond of. It's something I will always miss. And I started smoking cigarettes because I like the taste of it. So uh, wow. it's very difficult. That's why uh, Chantix was so successful. When I took Chantix, because uh, which is like a pill to help mm-hmm. you quit, um, because it alters the taste of the cigarette, so it makes it taste like the cigarette is stale, no matter how uh, uh, how, how fresh. Yeah, so like that's why they're like uh... you can quit. You start taking Chantix and then you quit on your time because they're like, yeah, of course, please smoke. They want you to smoke so you can like taste how the cigarettes change, and then you're like, oh. I- I didn't want it. The only thing is, is that a doctor didn't tell me I couldn't drink on it. That was my biggest issue with Chantix because she was mentally ill after that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh it was pretty bad. I w- but I was Shit. drinking like a lot of whiskey and taking Chantix, like partying uh, in Chicago. And so, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> my, my like favorite thing to do while stoned is to eat. Everything just tastes better. I eat really weird things when I'm stoned, including a whole stick of butter. Um, what? Yes, I wanted. I, once I wanted. Um, I wanted a bagel with butter, but I didn't trust myself to heat the bagel up like in the oven or the toaster. I don't know. I thought I was going to make something explode. Um, so I thought, well, you know, we have the stick of butter in the fridge, and the bagels are there, so. Robert was doing something, and I just grabbed the bagel and the butter, and I sat down at the coffee table and peeled the butter open. Oh, my God. I took a chunk of butter with my teeth, I must add, and a bite of butter, a bite of a bagel. And Robert, (laughs) I heard him just look at me. He goes, what are you doing? Just from the kitchen. And he was like, that's disgusting. And I go, what? I'm going to eat the whole stick of butter. Like, I'm not going to put it back. Uh, Wow. Uh, So a bagel and a whole stick of butter. Perfect. Listen, hero. It was an experience. Um, I also love crafting while stoned. I mean, stoning stoned is a lot of fun too, because I can like really really focus on things when I'm stoned. So it's like because it calms down all of my anxiety and depression, and so like I'm not you know fighting with all of the like regular ah going on in the inner voices. Yes, all the voices. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I like to do things that require a certain amount of focus with, you know, a snack nearby, of course. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite snack? 
to, uh, to, I mean, I know you're stoned all the time, but do you have one that, that is sort of you like know, captures the essence I, of stoned culture? When I was a, when I was a big muncher, when I was, when I was like still really into like munching while smoking weed, see a lot of things die out when you just choose to stick with weed. Like after all, mm-hmm. like I, I remember stop when I stopped getting the munchies, I was like, huh, that's odd. But my biggest go-to uh, was uh, peanut butter and marshmallow sandwiches. Yum! And you would like, you would like uh, toast the bread in a toaster, and then um, you would uh, microwave uh, marshmallow for 25, 30 seconds. And then, so as soon as it comes out, you put the peanut butter on it right now. Then you scrape out the marshmallow and you press it all together while it's still hot. The best mm. snack. That sounds ever. amazing. Yeah. We because it's, it's one of those ones that like you'll uh, be revisited for at least an hour or two after because you're like oh this little peanut butter was still on my finger that was nice you know like, shit like that. <laughs> uh, we used to prepare so Saturdays we would go grocery shopping and then we would uh, like make a snack mm-hmm. for later yeah. so that we could eat it while we were stoned watching SNL because SNL hasn't been funny in a very long time. There were even times yeah, yeah, yeah. where the pot did not make SNL no. funnier. That there was were... worse. I was like, is it working? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, SNL yeah. And um, I remember there was one time that we made uh, jalapeno poppers in advance and then we're like, we just have to be trusted to heat them up later. That was amazing. And um, yeah, there was that. And then uh, when I remember when we were doing the whole thirty, I invented a um, like a fake cereal. Uh, oh, yeah. That was mashed. What was that? It was mashed bananas with cinnamon, and then you throw some almond. Like you, you throw some. You throw some raw almonds. What is happening to me? I'm having a stroke. Um, throw some raw almonds on top, and then put a little uh, almond milk on top of that to give it the the feeling of ice cream and it or ice cream. I really am having cereal. a stroke. Cereal. Wow, cereal. We'll get through this. <laughs> We'll get through this together. Yes. Um, and it has the same flavor as Honey Bunches of Oats. So. What? Yeah. I disagreed with that See, one. See, you did. I I'm, did. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about uh, actually, after um, this Tuesday, I'm thinking about uh, doing paleo again, getting back into it. Hmm. At, at least uh, through Christmas. I mean, I'm, I, it's you know, I I always feel better when I do it, but oh, it's such work, especially you, when you're stoned. Right. <laughs> well, do you prepare? I know that uh, I think paleo is one of the ones where they're like, you're not supposed to snack. Um, but yeah, do you no. do you prepare for those moments? Um, yeah, I mean, like I my whole thing is like I'm a sweet person, and that's the problem with paleo is like it's basically like mm-hmm. no sugar whatsoever. So like it's like just dates. That's basically the only thing you could fucking have. Uh, right. That's sweet. So uh, yeah, I try to plan for that, but I'm also not a big huge fan of dates. So mm. have you ever? So one of the things that I used to do when we were we were doing paleo kind of like half heartedly for a little while, um, and I made. Um, what's that chocolate bar called? The um, the one that has caramel inside. A payday? No, oh, that has nuts. No, it was another. I it was like know. a something Edo. I don't know. Anyway, Carmelo. Yes, there it is. I love a Carmelo. So I I oh. made um I made caramel out of uh, dates that had been soaked in hot water, and then you run them through the blender, and they basically taste 
like caramel. Those, those were amazing. Yeah. Uh, I hate caramel, but that actually was like better than, you know, like real caramel icing. And I made like little cups, mm-hmm. like little chocolate cups with that. Yeah. So they were really good. I mean, it, oh my it's, God. it's always a lot of work mm-hmm. to, to like, to keep up with whatever. Like, especially I had a really bad sugar addiction before we started keto. And I don't yeah. know, I don't know we who I am. I, yeah. I I mean I still have I still love chocolate but I can go weeks without having it whereas I used to buy bags like those big uh like uh like the big like economy size like the family size bag yeah. of M&Ms and I would run through yeah. it in a week you know Yeah for um, sure it was just it was a lot and See yeah. I have a sugar addiction too because like that was the thing that my father withhold withheld all the time when i was growing up was like uh sweets and good food and so mm-hmm. i think i think like i remember as a child being like when i'm a grown-up i'll show you you know and then like uh when i was able to just go to the grocery store myself i would go and buy a bunch of cookies and shit and like yeah so ugh. yeah those are i love a good i have a sugar addiction that's what i need mm-hmm. to get i need to nip that in the bed mm-hmm. it's hard it's so hard because it's like It'll come back like like the whole thing with me craving cigarettes now. It's mm-hmm. like I thought we dealt with that already. See, but that's how I feel whenever I mean, we just happen to have whiskey in the house because I used it to bake with for Thanksgiving. And so I've been making, you know, like whiskey and Cokes or whiskey and ginger ales. And I'm like, mm, at two in the morning, after you finish your drink and then you go outside and have a cigarette and then go like it's just it it just like, yeah. reminds me of that because I, I only ever smoked if I would, you know, like go out. Which was like two or you know two or three nights a week. So and I'd have like one, and then I'd be like, right. I don't like the taste of this. But th- something about that combination, and like I don't know, it's just very tied to that for me. But uh, I miss I I don't. Oh, I did drink over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, oh right, because you were drinking like for six a while. Months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I drank a bottle and a half of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but I'm like, here's the thing. And like, I, I've really kind of been like wrestling with the idea. Weed has always been my favorite thing. Like booze, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm able to drink well because I'm Midwestern. And I think like, you know, where <laughs> we spend a lot of time drinking. Right. Um, but it's never really been my judge. And so like, I've been, uh, I, I, it's been fine not drinking. However, when I uh, I was with my best friend and they got super nostalgic and we love each other. And so like I was like, let's just drink. I really enjoyed being wine drunk, too. I just think I'm done getting wasted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think like I think like that's the thing about booze mm-hmm. I have to be done with is the overdoing it bullshit because yeah. that's I'm too old, girl. Yeah, I was when... going to say, I don't think. Our, our bodies can handle some shit mm-hmm. like that anymore. Like when when we started smoking pot regularly, it was like I mean we weren't big drinkers to begin with, but we always had something in the house. But um, I like even when we go out, I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'll have you know like a coke. I mean, I'd have like a tequila or something, but it was never like you know the three or four drinks I would have typically before we started smoking pot. Like it just. You know, I don't get hungover yeah. from pot. I don't feel gross. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm present. I mean, we have gotten hung, hung over from pot by eating a whole edible. Too much food. And, yeah, well, no, inedible. We we got really uh, hungover one Thanksgiving. Well, one Thanksgiving, we were very hungover because we had an entire weed brownie. And that, that was not fun. 
Yeah. That was Oh, an entire one. An yes. entire one. Cuz we were like well, they said like an eighth of it. Mm, okay, that doesn't really feel like it's doing anything <laughs> like 45 minutes later. <laughs> so let's just see more and more and more and then the next day Oh, Tony. I wanted to Not die. For... <laughs> like I I felt like a sack of potatoes. It was awful. I mean, but I'll never I'll never miss a whole day because of weed. You know what I mean? Right. I'll never mm-hmm. like Yeah, I could still that get was, up. That was that was the catalyst to quitting drinking mm-hmm. was I I went out one night and I didn't think it was a crazy night. I had like eight drinks, which, you know, I, you know, for me, I don't think that's too much. Whenever I tell people eight drinks, they get really surprised by that. But like, that's I don't think that's a lot of booze. <laughs> but, but so like, um, I, but also, you know, the bars that I frequent like to overpour and make drinks super strong. Mm-hmm. And so I got so drunk. And then the next day, I was supposed to be like out and about, and I just spent the entire day vomiting. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this this lifestyle is over. Like, yeah. I don't like. I I was never a vomiter when I was like hungover as a as a youth. I don't want that to be my reality as an old man. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm. And weed doesn't follow you the next day, thankfully. No, so, my goodness. If you're careful about it. <laughs> <sighs> well, that was our PSA oh. on weed. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I love it! I love weed. I love yeah. weed. It's great. It's. I it's mean, magical. I think. Listen, honestly, I tell people this regularly because there are so many people who do not smoke weed in LA, and it's crazy to me. And I'm like, you will find your niche. I think it's so much better than like taking antidepressants and all of these fucking farmy fucking drugs that they're shoving down your goddamn throat. Just smoke some weed. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. It's fine. You'll feel so much better. Yeah. That's um, my advocacy there for weed. <laughs> well, we're going to take another break. And then um, when we come back, uh, we want to get your opinion on some stuff. So uh, stick oh. around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. <coughs> and there were a couple of things that, uh, that came up in the news this week. And we wanted to get Tony's opinion on it. So let's find out. What does Tony think? I love I love my opinion. We know. <laughs> That's why we wanted to ask you. Um, so since this article is about someone who was in Knives Out, mm-hmm. let's talk quickly about Knives Out. What'd you think? Oh, I thought it was great. I, it's a little long. Uh-huh. A little long. They're, they could probably shave about 15, 20 minutes off of it. But it's such a well-acted show. The story is fun. Uh, what, what is the fucking James Bond guy's name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is charming, and I've never seen him do anything but be like a stuffy British guy, and he was just so good in this. Like, Mm -hmm. such dry humor. I I I loved it. I thought it was great. We are very excited to see it, and uh, apparently 
Jamie Lee Curtis is excited to out homophobic politicians. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Daniel just spilled his water everywhere. Awesome. Oh, no. Oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? She's not going to out you. It's fine. Uh, um, well, while he's cleaning that up. <laughs> so funny. Uh what do you th- what do you think of this? Is this fair? Is it fair game to out homophobic politicians? You know, uh, we talk about this on the Gay Power Half Hour quite a bit because uh, it pops up. Because you know that Illinois representative uh, who uh, redesigned his office to look like Downton Abbey. Uh, what is his name? He was a I, I, uh, so there's this like super sexy fucking uh, guy, young politician. Oh, he was a he was a representative in Illinois. Are you talking about Aaron Shock? Aaron Shock. Okay. So, so Aaron Shock, you know, was an anti-LGBT Republican for a long, long time. Voted uh-huh. against his interests and blah blah blah, um, and ultimately lost his job as representative and is now just trying to be uh, an actively. Uh, an active gay man. And so I've seen him at parties and shit. And it's kind of like, you know, people confront him and they're like, who the fuck are you? Why do you think you're going to just come in here and try to have community with us now? Right. And I think that, and I think it's kind of the same. It's like, if you are actively rallying against your people for financial gain, political gain or whatever, whatever, then you're putting your morals and standards on a lower level. So I don't feel like your uh, the privacy of your sexuality sh- should be respected in that way. I don't think so. I, I, I'm with Jamie Lee Curtis on that one. I think it's fine because because I, I know you can't force people out of their closet, but if your fucking closet is a pulpit to, to – uh, to to belittle our people all the while you're taking dicks in your mouth and your ass like fuck you i'm telling people i'm mm-hmm. telling people be like that guy is a faggot he is and he's fucking talking shit about us because he's in the closet and he's internalized homophobia we got to right. bring it out yeah i i agree i'm i'm back from cleaning up the flood and i agree <laughs> wholeheartedly <laughs> oh no welcome back i know i <laughs> I met Moses along the way. We fixed it. Um, no, I, yeah, I never thought that I would agree with something like this, but yeah, me either. Because, was... I don't, I, because we always tell each other as queer people that like coming out is your journey, it's your story. No one can tell you mm-hmm. um, anything. It was like, oh, it was, oh, well, we were talking about on the gay part of our, the, uh, these fucking, um, conversion therapy guys you know mm-hmm. like like that are now coming out suddenly and are like um oh i'm gay and mm-hmm. it's like yeah bitch we know you're fucking gay and the thing is is like you probably made a queer young person kill themselves mm-hmm. you know right. what i mean right. like like there is there is blood and if you are actively rallying against uh, on L- anti-lgbt stuff there's a good chance there's blood on your hands because uh, yeah, of, of a weaker a weaker person in our community couldn't couldn't uh, wasn't able to stick it out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So blood is on your hands, baby. I, I'm going to tell people you're a dick sucker. I'm going to tell people you're a dick sucker. So those fucking young queer people didn't die in vain. Yeah, right. It's very true. 
the idea of the idea of being able to correct homosexuality like and, and see this is the thing too don't think i i mean i'm aware of delusion uh and and like i'm sure that these people actively believe that if they try hard enough they can fix themselves and stop mm-hmm. um but there's enough there's a, there's enough voice there are enough voices out there that are saying the contrary mm-hmm. and we need to put it all stems back to religion. We got to put that fucking bullshit childish shit aside. We have to stop thinking about how uh, we might offend some invisible fucking guy in the sky um, <clears throat> because we all have sex with women in a coitus in, in a coitus way. Mm. What is that missionary bullshit? You know, like why are we doing that? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and it's you know, like um, I don't know. A few months ago, we talked about um the story that came out where one of one i think or two of the pulse uh survivors of pulse started this organization that was like essentially pray the gay away because he had convinced himself that had he not been gay he would not have been in the nightclub that night and he wouldn't have been injured and all those people wouldn't have been killed and that you know it was god like you know inspiring this man to go and commit this heinous act and it's like no, like that doesn't. No, because people like, go into WalMarts and shoot yeah. up fucking straight people all the time. Exactly. Like, to do with that. You know, or like, um, well, y- straight you know. people were that straight people died at Pulse. Yeah, straight people died too. Absolutely. But you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it was it was that straight mother supporting her gay son. That's anti Jesus. Like, let's get yeah. her too. I mean, it's all this stuff that I think it's just it's very dangerous language. And I think at the end of the day, it's um you know, all this homophobia and, like, anti-LGBTQ, like, legislation, it's it's all a distraction from, like, yeah. the stuff that we really need to be dealing with because I think that, unfortunately, hating queer people is something that a lot of people can get behind without having to discuss, like, y- you know, the particulars of how they feel about yeah. it. And so, yeah. you know, they're just united in hate that that you know doesn't really have to be analyzed instead of them you know focusing on other things i mean they probably still would be hateful things but yeah y- you know i you know i just think like if you are perpetuating a, a negative narrative but you are doing things behind closed doors mm-hmm. that um that are that you should be exposed yes yeah i feel absolutely. like I, I i feel that is true i feel like anyone who uses uh, it's such a power thing that is like, I, I don't know if they feel weak. So because they feel weak in their, in, in, in their, you know, inability to confront their sexuality, they have to destroy everyone else's lives. Uh, yeah. but, but fuck you, bro. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, I'm just so, so thankful that like, I was never one of those, these queer youth that like didn't know my worth, you know what I mean? And yeah. listened to outside voices telling me that my, that I'm not worth it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, we figured so, you would have a more personal take on this next one. So sure. a man took to Reddit to share um, his mother's secret meatloaf recipe that she had mm. entrusted him with at the age of 19, and he couldn't tell anybody else about it, right? Like it was her secret meatloaf recipe. But yeah. then when he came out to her a few years later, she basically, you know, launched you know nothing but hate toward him and homophobia um and was very abusive toward him so he in a in a really great like you know uh 
move of pettiness shared this recipe on Reddit. Um, and the best thing was that everybody was replying to this being like, girl, there's nothing special about this recipe. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, like people put ranch and meat, meatloaf all the time, bitch. Like, I, I put a ranch packet and meatloaf before. Like, I mean, I this is nothing like, new. I love how it was like a uh, ranch packet or something else. I'm like, did mm-hmm. she just literally take this off the back of a box? You know, is the mom dead? That was my question. Is she dead or is she still alive? No, I think she's very much alive. That's the only way the story is important. If it's, yeah. if she's still alive and he, and she knows it, that's all that makes it. Because like honestly, I read that fucking meat love and I was like, mine's better. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I, I um I I have some notes for this recipe yes. because it's bullshit. Um, like four to six pounds is far too much beef. Well, for a meatloaf. Whoa, and, wow. And on top I mean, of that, like you need. Like, this is just a hamburger recipe. Well, okay, that aside. But, you know. I I love this. I wish I had a secret, like a family secret recipe uh, <laughs> to expose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. I mean, listen, I fucking remember the, uh, the one time I was trying to impress a boy out here uh, in L.A. And we actually had a winter. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to make my mom's famous chili for this fucking guy. So I'm going to call my mom and be like, Hey mom, what's your chili recipe? And she just literally named off a bunch of different assorted cans of chili. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, you don't add anything else. Just a bunch of different brands of fucking canned chili. Well, a, I'm disappointed because I love that chili and I feel like such garbage now. (laughs) And B, I know I can never be a wife because I was not raised correctly. (laughs) Was it? Was it still? Did you still make it? Yes, I did. I fucking yes. Of course, it's good. It's so good. (laughs) I don't know. Do you guys? Do you guys have corner bakery? Uh, no. Have you ever? Have you ever? Have you ever been to a corner bakery? Like a like a bakery on the corner or a place called <laughs> Corner no, Bakery. It's, it's okay. So you don't have Corner Bakeries in, no. in New York, I'm guessing. No. Okay, so Corner break, Bakery is like a Panera. Oh, oh, okay. But they have like their chili is very much the way my mom's chili tasted. So like that's the only comparison I can really make. But I guess if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know that place, it's a uh, moot. <laughs> that's very funny. um this last one is pretty messy and kind of my favorite uh so the united kingdom's first legal gay marriage has split up so that one of the dads can now date his daughter's ex-boyfriend oh lord have you ever dated someone and then met their dad and been like hmm could Um, i could i do this could i Maybe there's break a, up with this person there's a, and there's a story I probably uh shouldn't share completely honestly, but I've had sex with a with a guy and his dad separately for sure. Oh. Yeah. Now did yeah. you know so which one happened first? The the son or the dad? The son. Okay. The son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the dad followed shortly after. <laughs> um, yeah. I, well first of all, this fucking man looks like a creep. All right. This fucking, uh, the, the picture with the two, he looks like an old creep. Second, that boy is gay. Like, <laughs> if there was any question of that boy's sexuality at any given point, feel bad for the daughter because she was so clueless. 
to see that her boyfriend was a homo. Well, apparently during like the course of, of this guy's relationship with their daughter, they never had any like form of intimacy or anything like that. So uh, yeah, duh. You know. uh, duh. And so, he was he was his new boyfriend's he was the dad's assistant for seven years prior. So it's from when he was like eighteen, he was this guy's assistant. Because they're twenty five now. Okay. This is I mean, honestly messy. that that courting process had to be very awkward. Like the first mm-hmm. who do you who do you think made the first move? I mean it was the creepy dad. It's always the creepy know. dad. Yeah. Also, hold on. So wait a minute. So the guy, the young guy is twenty five and the girl or the daughter's nineteen. So that means he started working for the dad when she was twelve. Yeah, so at what point weird. did they start dating? In air quotes. I don't like the way this sounds. And now Hopefully, they're also they, weird. Now they want to have a kid. I don't know. Okay. Hey, and, and like, didn't they like? Aren't they like? Isn't he like posing in a photo with the ex and everything? Yeah. Apparently, something? they're all live. They're all co- cohabitating in this huge mansion that they have in Florida. What? Yeah. Oh, they, they're they, in Florida. Yeah, they never mind. Well, Florida. They 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 never moved, mind. They moved to Florida in 2017 because they have this. Um, like $45 million like fortune that they built from like creating like surrogacy centers and things like that because they were the first, not not the first married couple, they were the first um, couple, male couple, same-sex gay, Jesus Christ. You'll get it, girl. Thank You'll you. Get it, first girl. same-sex couple to be jointly listed on a child's birth certificate. There we go. Oh. Yeah, that's what, and so that's why, um, you know, they, like, had all this TV documentary money and all that shit, and, you know, I don't know. This just, this just sounds messy. Um, I, I, I mean, as the, as, the, as the daughter alone, I'd be like, I'd be like, Dad, you suck. Like, you suck. You literally suck. Like, how, what, I mean, like, of all the twinks in all the world, you're gonna fuck your assistant. That's so cliche. Why? Why not the nanny? You fuck. You know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess if you don't have a nanny, you got to go with the next best thing. I guess. I mean, um, if I had a hot assistant, I can't say I wouldn't try to fuck around with him. Right. Uh, I just I want to go back to the story about the uh, the dad and the son. So did you know? <laughs> did you know that the dad was like? Did you know who the dad was when it all yes, happened? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does no, the son was, know yeah. that his dad is gay or is or sleeps with men? No. <gasps> mm. Ooh, the plot thickens. Yeah. No. It was. Um. I used to be a very scandalous little whore when I was young. <laughs> I I tell people I actively tried to get molested. I was. Oh my <laughs> I was god. Like, I wasn't. I was. I I did. I was like, where is my Catholic priest? Oh Why well, won't. Why wow. won't he touch me? You know, <laughs> I was a very horny kid. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I would like, oh you know, I would flirt. I would, I would flirt. I didn't, I would flirt. And uh, that one paid off. Wow. It's kind of hot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I deserve nothing but the best. I'm a 40 year old man. All right. You know, I made a lot of mistakes in my day. <laughs> if, nothing. I can't. I can't even say, I can't even say what I was going to say. But, um, <laughs> It has something to do with a confessional, but anyway. <laughs> wow. I just... 
it's like blow me father for i have sinned you know like along oh, those lines you're, you're just like pressed up against the grating like take me please um i mean i mean i, mean, I was presenting at like eight you know what i mean like, <laughs> you know that like that, that that arched back thing looking Stop. back behind you <laughs> you were you were walking into church like the uh, like the evil stepsisters from cinderella uh uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, like with my with my boobs all out. Just dunk 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 dunk. With a big bustle. I had I had a towel as a fucking hair, you know, and wrapped up. <laughs> wow. Um I back in my 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 wild and single days, I met up with a guy off Craigslist. Um and there were a lot of like there was a lot of church stuff leading up to the front door of this house it sort of looked like my first job uh my first job was at a church rectory and so this house looked very similar to the rectory where i used to work um and i was like am i about to, am i about to suck a priest's dick right now and so <laughs> i put it in the back of my mind and just like went and like sucked this guy's dick and then when it was over i was like okay i can't leave without knowing i was like are you priest and he was like no the church owns this house but i'm not a priest um which could have meant that he was a cardinal or a deacon or something but like i didn't i didn't ask any more questions i just left sir are you a clergyman (laughs) (laughs) i should have been more specific Mm -hmm. yeah you should have yeah yeah i also just um i've been wanting to uh to send in a sex story to um uh what is this other podcast called sloppy seconds sloppy seconds thank you oh, um, meatball show yeah yes and i think that was going to be the one but anyway i don't think any of <laughs> they've they've gotten some really boring ones That's unfortunately um, really yeah they they'll play the like the audio recording and the person is just talking for eight years and i don't want to be that person so maybe i'll just keep it to myself um well, they, should vet, they should vet those calls a little better yeah yeah, but also like don't just take any call just because it's a call, you know. Yeah, I I love that segment on their show. I also I also I love that show. Anyway, it's um, a great show. They're yeah. they're they're cute. Yeah, it was a good I had time. so much fun doing their show. They should have me back on. You know that yes. I am the only one that's not on their last website? season. That's not on their Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. I'm the only person who did sloppy seconds, and I am not featured on that Instagram. <laughs> Big Dipper and Meatball. Listen, as you, you move away from social media, that you, know, you know they're like. Do you know how many times I've had that fucking meatball bitch on my show? <laughs> Too goddamn many. That meatball bitch. She can't even put my picture. We just we, we actually went we went to Costco yesterday. So <laughs> I love me some meatball. She's garbage. She's great. Mm. Um, let's move into the keto corner uh, oh. with with the uh, the theme of this being the 420 episode mm-hmm. we're putting out our video on how to flavor pork rinds so you can get your munchie on uh, on keto as well uh, we have four four different choices mm-hmm. we did a barbecue a dorito like adjacent something like that it was not adjacent no. like spoiler alert not yeah. adjacent uh. um and uh we also did we did a cinnamon sugar and a uh kettle corn which the kettle oh. corn, the kettle, kettle corn, corn was, was the winner the kettle corn tasted like cereal it did like pork rinds really mm-hmm so yeah. this, I think the secret to getting a like, if you're gonna flavor a pork rind like something sweet, the secret is to take out the ones that have like the big chunk of beef on them. 
uh, and or not beef, obviously, but you know what I mean—a big chunk of meat. <laughs> My pork rinds have beef on them. I think we have a like problem. A, no, but there's like a there are those ones that are like super—I don't know—they just like look super shriveled, but they have a big like hunk of mm-hmm. pork hanging off of them. Get rid of those. Those do not do well. They're, they will not be kind to you the, the next day. Um, so if you're if you're uh, flavoring them with something sweet, so um, but check out the video on our YouTube channel. You can go to grizzlykiki.com/slash/youtube or youtube.com/slash/grizzlykiki. The choice is yours. Um, Ooh, choices. I love how passionate you guys are about this keto stuff. Thanks. It comes because I remember when <laughs> I remember when you guys started it, though. But like honestly, it's like um, I remember when you guys uh, were starting the venture, and you've stayed pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we really have. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm I'm not kidding when I say it comes and goes. At least for me, like there are moments where I'm like, ugh, but it's just because I'm hungry. Like it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not because I'm not. <laughs> liking what i'm eating or it's not satiating me i'm just like okay well let me go eat something and i'm fine you know or i'm thirsty that's the other thing you know yeah um but generally yeah i mean i think we both feel physically much better yeah you know throughout the course of this so yeah just try it um okay i I think we have time for me to get into my pettiness this week okay yeah let's do it here's my pettiness my pettiness is killing me and I. Okay, so uh, Kiefer Police Chief Johnny O'Mara says he went to uh, he went to pick up a group of coffees for his, the officers where he works in Glenpool. Um, and uh, when he got to Starbucks, um, I don't know why this is relevant, but it was f- as a thank you for them working on Thanksgiving. Great. Uh, so when he got to Starbucks, pig was printed on all five labels of the coffee. <gasps> so, uh, yeah, apparently, let's see. So then... Is that here in the U.S.? I didn't look this up, stupidly. I just, I enjoyed how petty all of the reactions to it were that, that I didn't... I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was in the U.S. because why would somewhere abroad be working like why would it be significant that they were working oh on you're thanksgiving? right thanksgiving um so uh apparently let's see so the employee who put pig on all of the labels apologized and said it was meant to be a joke between her and another coworker. uh and the employee <laughs> this is these are all like little updates from the news reporter who decided this was news newsworthy uh <laughs> So the employee was then uh, suspended, and Starbucks is launching an investigation. So, um, let's see. Bert Sampson says, why is Starbucks better and faster at internal investigations than the cops? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Scott says, outrageous. The barista in question should be suspended with pay until an internal investigation by other baristas finds them innocent of all wrongdoing and they are fully reinstated to their job. I mean, at the very least, they should resign, then get immediately rehired by another Starbucks in a different county. It's the least they could do. Let's see. Uh, That's already oh looking forward to the prominent quotes from the local fraternal order of baristas uh explaining why even the notion this was inappropriate is a total outrage uh yeah this is 
pretty ridiculous. Oh, my favorite. So this is one of my favorite Twitter handles. Steven Tyler, the creator, says, uh, (laughs) was the officer holding a toy pig? Did the officer make a pig-like motion? Did the officer reach for the creamer too quickly? We should really be asking what the officer did to provoke this. Should have just listened (laughs) to the barista. I've never had a problem at Starbucks. Um, And the pettiest of the petty. They were able, well, no, uh, I guess the officer's daughter saw what was going on and she tweeted the following. This is my father and I'd like to say that he is absolutely a pig and I'd like to thank the brave men and women (laughs) from Starbucks for their service. Shit. For the record, my father has zero business being a police officer. He was blatantly, proudly racist when I was a kid, said things I would never repeat. He treats women like dogs, including his own daughter. Oink, oink. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's what this segment is for. That's amazing. That's great. Did you figure out where uh, where that where Glenpool is? It is in Oklahoma. Why, uh, why, oh, that came or... out, why that came out that way? I don't know. Oh. But it's in Oklahoma, and so they they fired the the employee. But when this guy found out about it, he's like, "No, like like don't go firing your employees. Like that's not." So what the this cop is about. said, "Don't fire." Yeah, the employee. he's like, "Let's figure out." I mean. So they're oh, having well. a, a, a meet the cops day. <laughs> oh, Who's ever excited about a meet the cops day? Um, yeah, they're 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 getting together to do more community kind of engagement to figure out what the cops can do to you know rebuild trust because of that. That said, fuck the cops. I no, mean, I, you know, like fuck whatever. Fuck if you, fuck you know, fuck yeah, fuck if cops em. weren't doing shitty things in the first place, this would not be necessary, right? But, and, this, um, and this whole like, and this whole like, don't let a couple bad eggs ruin the whole bunch. Fuck, fuck mm-hmm. you, fuck you, and your dirt. Like, because you know what, we're paying attention to the most your dirty fucking cops. So fuck mm-hmm. you. And Blue obviously, eyes. this guy is gonna suck my dick. This guy's not uh, anything to write home about, according to his daughter. So, well, at least he at least he was like, "Don't fire your employees." That's mm-hmm. at least nice, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, but uh, it just it was also there were there was a lot of um, conversation between either ex baristas or current Starbucks employees in the in the other tweets responding to this one, saying that there's no way that you could actually put something like pig on the side of someone's drink without. Like, you have to go through all of these steps to get to that point. Um, so people think that the cops did this themselves. Uh, some, someone else says that it's, uh, it's an acronym for police in Glenpool. So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's just unfortunate. That yeah. Like unfortunate I would like a photo acronym. of these cups. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I really enjoyed that. It made me laugh. So there's that. Wow. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for being our guest, Tony. Um, I love coming on this show. And we love having you. We always have such a good time. Yes. We really I know. do. Um, Let's do it more often and also not talk about drag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't, though. We did no, it, right? Yeah, we did Very it. Very little. Yeah. But speaking of drag, uh, yeah. why don't you let our listeners know what you have coming up and where you can be found on the interwebs? 
at least well, for the I foreseeable am, future. That's right. Well, on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo, I am still at the Tony Soto Show. So please follow that. And if you guys are want to know what Learn the Words Bitch is, it's my, my, my favorite show, actually. Um, Learn the Words Bitch is now on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can follow at Learn the Words Bitch. Um, I'm the Tony Soto Show, everything. I, I just list, listen to the Tony Soto Show. Listen to the Gay Power Half Hour. Thank you for your continued support. I'm the best drag queen you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to leave to drop a um, like a puff of smoke emoji in either on our Twitter or our Instagram uh, if you are someone who came over from the Tony Soto mm-hmm. Show because we want to know. Yeah, we're curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of social media, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything, so be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail dot com, and don't forget to subscribe. On iTunes and Spotify. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.